Hello, and welcome to Checked Out. We're broadcasting from Euclid Public Library in beautiful Euclid, Ohio. I'm Casey Armstrong, director of the library. And I'm Mike Stein, assistant manager of adult services. We talk about our favorite books, movies, services, and events with our favorite people in our favorite community. Each podcast will feature a theme. Today, we're talking about the census. Our special guest is partnership specialist, Audrey Wynn from the Philadelphia Regional Census Center. Welcome to Checked Out, Audrey. Thank you so much, Mike and Casey. It's a pleasure to be here. So please start with telling us what your specific role at the United States Census is. Well, I am a partnership specialist and I represent the Philadelphia Regional Census Center, which uh, covers or represents nine states and Ohio being one of those states. As a partnership specialist, my role is to talk with elected officials, community leaders and organizations uh, and trusted voices in the community to share the story of the 2020 census and how everyone can participate and work together to get the best possible count. So can you tell us more about the 2020 census? Exactly what is it and why is it important? Well, that's a good question. The Decennial Census, which is what we'll have in 2020, which is done every 10 years, is actually mandated by the Constitution. It's in Article 1, Section 2 of the Constitution. It is the foundation for a representative government. Uh, we have to count the populace in order to have adequate and appropriate representation. The census is also uh, important because it is the basis for apportionment of seats in the House of Representatives. It also is responsible, the data that comes out of it is responsible for redistricting at both the federal, state, and local levels. In addition, the census is the basis for distribution of $675 billion in federal funding uh, that funds programs that are operated at the state level. As well, the census provides statistical support for grant applications for nonprofit organizations as they seek funding. And the census data helps communities plan overall for its needs. I recently read that the census helps determine for libraries federal funding on each state level. And that federal funding in Ohio goes toward the statewide summer reading program and also funds the Ohio Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped right down the street. So that's important for libraries. And getting down more specifically to Euclid, uh, I understand in 2010, there were a lot of Euclid residents that did not participate in the census process. Why is it important for Euclid residents to participate? Well, Mike, it's important for Euclid residents to participate, first of all, because it's our civic duty. It's our right as Americans to be counted along with other, with other Americans. As well, uh, issues of funding also make it an important um, act for Euclid citizens to participate in. The funding that's distributed to the states and that would be distributed to the state of Ohio based on census results funds a lot of programs that many people use. It funds roads and bridges. It funds school lunch programs and special education programs, as well as Medicaid. There are just a number of programs that are widely used that are funded based on the results of the census. Also, it's important for Euclid residents to participate because there are many organizations that make 
business decisions based on data from the census. Uh, for example, many uh, retail or commercial enterprises use data from the census in order to make business decisions, where they're going to locate, where would they expand, things of that nature. So it's important for Euclid to get the best possible count to be you know, well represented when these decisions are made. So what is the census timeline and what can a Euclid resident expect? We're encouraging everyone to respond early and do self-response, either online or by phone, where you call the census. No one from the census will call you to collect your 2020 census responses. The census is available in 12 languages plus English, as well as guidance in 59 languages. And the reminder timeline is this. Between March 12th and 20th, every household in America will receive an invitation through the mail to respond online to the 2020 census. A total of five reminders will be sent to each household if that household has not responded yet. And so as you heard, there are many opportunities to respond to the census, but we really encourage early self-response. It's easy, it's safe, it's secure, and it also reduces the cost of conducting the census. I want to ask something based on what your answer was about the phone. I know people don't even want to answer the phone anymore. So as far as participating in the census by phone, is it the person calls the census? Correct. The person should would reach out and call the census. The information telephone number will be available on the invitation that they receive at their home. So if you do get a call from somebody saying they're from the census, and that's not true. No, not, not for census 2020. So how does aligning with libraries help with the census count? Well, Mike, we've been extremely fortunate in Cuyahoga County. All libraries in Cuyahoga County, be they county libraries, city libraries, suburban libraries, have all kind of banded together to help the 2020 census effort. For example, with the online portion being a new way to complete the census, all of our libraries have volunteered to have available space for residents to come in and take the census, as well as there will be trained staff available to help uh, residents through that process should they need that type of assistance. So, and the library is at the forefront of distributing information about the about the census, particularly here in Euclid, um, with the collaboration with the Census Bureau, with the complete count committees that exist in Cuyahoga County, Euclid has really been on the forefront of having the most up-to-date and accurate information available regarding the census on the website. Things are going out in newsletters. So libraries have, pay, have played so far and will continue to a key role in the success of the 2020 census. But what would you say are the most common concerns or fears people may have related to answering census questions? Well, Casey, we understand the Census Bureau. We understand that there are some concerns and we operate in an, a certain environment where people have certain concerns. Uh, one of the things or some feedback that we've had are that some groups are concerned about the confidentiality of the census. For example, if I give my information to the census Will that be in some way bad for me? And the answer to that is no, it will not. The confidentiality of the census is protected by law. There are statutes in place that make that information uh, unavailable to anyone. So for example, when you do take the census, 
your personally identifiable information, which is your name, is separated from the remainder of the information. So that is one measure of confidentiality. Also, census data is not shared with any other agencies. So your information is not shared with anyone, not the FBI, not child support enforcement. None of those organizations are privy to your census information. Also, there is is, uh, a law in place that keeps your personally identifiable information separate and safe for 72 years. So we have really taken a look at that and we're trying to be very transparent about the confidentiality of the census so that the the, uh, community can understand that it's very safe for them to take the census. So Audrey, if someone say like my aging parents who aren't bad with computers, but might not want to sit there and do the census online, if someone like that doesn't want to do the census online, what steps should they take? Well, that. Uh, If they choose not to take the census online, we talked earlier a little bit about the progression of notifications that they'll receive at home. They can simply wait until they receive that fourth notification and complete the paper version and send that off in the mail as we've done in censuses past. Or they can take it by telephone. And we'll have, in addition to that, for uh, for all forms of census, there will be language support for non-English, non-native English speakers in 12 languages, as well as assistance available online and by phone for 57 other languages. So we want to make it as easy as possible for everyone to participate. Is there an estimated amount of time that you say it might take one version or the other? The estimate is that it would take about 10 minutes in any form. Of course, that depends upon the number of residents in your household. But on average, we anticipate about 10 minutes. Not bad at all. Not bad. So I've heard that there are a lot of census jobs open. What types of jobs are available and how do people apply? Well, that's a great question. There are quite a few census jobs open. Uh, Nationally, we'll be hiring about 500,000 people. The census is the largest peacetime effort of the federal government. So it is a, uh, we've got a big job to do in terms of hiring the people we need for a successful census. Um, Here in Cuyahoga County, we have positions available for census takers. We'll need quite a few of them based on what we talked about, how the uh, progression of notifications will go. And in Cuyahoga County, it's a great job for many people who may want to do a part-time job, a second job. It's a part-time temporary position for census taker, I'm referring to. There are a few other jobs available as well, but the primary jobs are census taker jobs. In Cuyahoga County, they will pay in a range from $15 to $22.50 per hour, depending upon the position that they accept. Everything's done online, and anyone who's interested in a job can go to Uh, 2020census.gov forward slash jobs. There's information there about pay rates, as well as there's uh, an online portal for you to apply. All applications are done online. And we have had plenty of people coming into the library to take advantage of that. So come on in. There's still plenty of chances for you. And finally, when will the results of the census be available? By law, the results of the census will be given to the chief executive on December 31st, 2020. They will be made more widely available in the spring of 2021. 
And Audrey, what is the overall website address for people who just have uh, more questions and want more information? We have a very information-packed but user-friendly site, which is 2020census.gov. Well, great. Well, thanks for coming in. I think this answers a lot of questions about people's fears, concerns about the census. I think that cleared up plenty of stuff. Wonderful. I hope everyone will participate in Census 2020. And now the news. Now it's time for some library news you cannot use. News from around the library world, both nationwide and worldwide. So Casey, hopefully we won't have to tear apart any walls to find any missing books. But a couple of years ago, the Sprague branch of the Salt Lake City Library suffered a flood that destroyed thousands of books. Recent renovations led to the discovery of some vintage books trapped inside the walls once construction workers began tearing out the shelves. So maybe they can replace a few of those lost books. Several books from the 1940s and 50s, many about building and architecture, were found along with books printing stories from the 1880s. They even found a library card for a patron that was issued in 1935. Well, Mike, you may not have been aware of this library news you cannot use. What will you be doing when you're 110 years old? Well, a retired librarian and educator recently celebrated her 110th birthday in Minot, North Dakota. Lillian Wilson enrolled in a library science program at Denver University in 1947, then worked for decades as a librarian at various schools and universities. Before library school, she earned a degree in history and social sciences from Minot State University in 1936. When she began teaching, she earned $85 a month, which was reduced to $65 a month in her second year because of the Great Depression. Well, if I lived 110 years old, I hope I never do this. You can't bring snakes into the Madison County Public Library in North Carolina anymore. A man recently brought a bag filled with snakes into the library. While he was checking out items, a patron noticed his bag was moving. She notified the library director who questioned the man. He said, my snakes are harmless, and dumped about a dozen snakes onto the circulation desk to prove it. Director Peggy Goforth realized that it was time for the library to create a policy that made it clear snakes were not allowed in the library. Maybe we can send her a copy of our policy. Thanks for listening to Checked Out. We hope you will tune in next time when we talk about the history of Euclid. You can learn more by picking up a copy of Library Lines at the library or going to our website, euclidlibrary.org.